Broadcasting live from the KVXL studios at Liberty Baptist Church in Las Vegas. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. The Frittle Show with Crystal Heath. I've said that we must be cautious in claiming God is on our side. I think the real question we must answer is, are we on his side? Faith, family, freedom. For me, it's very simple. I think we've got to we've got to get the country back on the right track with the most inspiring agenda a voice in the desert now here's crystal heath hey everyone how you doing happy wednesday to you i'm crystal heath this is the fertile show on kvxl 101.1 fm experience liberty radio in las vegas today is a big day for the show a huge day you might say it is, in fact, our 200th episode here on KVXL. 200 episodes. That does not seem possible. And yet, here we are. So we're going to do a couple things today to celebrate. We're going to give away four different prizes. Four prizes today. Four. Stay tuned. We're going to tell you how you can win those towards the end of the show. Pastor Josh Tice is here today has officially, uh, as of last week, become our most listened to podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Which, by the way, if you're not signed up and subscribed and all that good stuff, you should go and do that. Just search The Fertile Show on iTunes and SoundCloud. But he is going to be here. We are going to talk about many things, including, including a story about pumpkins, also a story about Christmas, many things that you don't want to miss, because if you miss them... You might regret it for the rest of your life, and that would be sad. So don't miss it. Also, speaking of pumpkins, this coming Sunday here at Liberty, if you are in Las Vegas, you want to be at Liberty Baptist Church on Sunday morning, October 9th at 9.30 or 11.15 because we are giving away pumpkins. You can also come and get a free pony ride if you are of the appropriate age and height and such. Free face painting regardless of age, height, etc., also games. You can win blue ribbons. If you think that your knockout skills are better than the next guy's, come prove it. Win a blue ribbon. We've got pie contests. We've got salsa eating contests. We've got all kinds of fun stuff. It is our community harvest fair. It is free to get in. Everything is free except for the food trucks that will be here, but they are going to be amazing and delicious and so hope you come prepared for them as well, but it's going to be a great day. We're also going to have a stormtrooper. Finn is going to be here. You can take pictures with Finn. It's going to be great. I'm going to take a picture with Finn. I may even interview Finn. It's actually not really Finn. It's a Finn lookalike, but he looks so much like him. It's Bo Johnson, the guy that's been, uh, you've probably seen his picture circulating around on Facebook. He's been making A good bit of money impersonating Finn with his Stormtrooper outfit. It's because he looks just like him. So that'll be fun. Tomorrow on the show, we're going to have Tara Ross. She is a historian, has written some incredible books, and her, her most recent is actually a children's book called We Elect a President, The Story of Our Electoral College. That is what I'm going to give away on Friday, and I'm literally holding it in my hand right now. It's so well done. The illustrations are fantastic. The writing is fantastic. And let me tell you what, parents. If you don't always know what uh, (laughs) 
about the Electoral College. This is a great book for you as well. You can read it to your children and learn along with them. All right. So, obviously, last night was the vice presidential debate, the one and only. I was more excited for last night's debate than I have been about anything in the political realms for many, many months. And it did not fail to deliver. There was substance. There was Reagan-esque moments. But I'll tell you what. I thought... I thought Tim Kaine would be a better debater than that. I don't know if this was some kind of a strategy that they had going into it. But it just didn't work for him. Tim Kaine came off as incredibly unlikable. Uh, he, He interrupted... He interrupted Mike Pence 72 times. In a 90-minute debate, he interrupted 72 times. Minute-wise, that leaves, what, 18 minutes that that were interruption-free if it was, you know, one per minute, which some it was like a bombardment of interruptions, but he just, I don't... I don't think it worked for him. But Pence kept his cool. Uh, Pence just looked like he was ready. The vice presidential debate is supposed to do two things. One, you're not supposed to hurt your candidate. You're supposed to help them. And two, you're supposed to show if you're ready to become president should that time come. And Mike Pence looked like he is ready to be president if that were to be necessary. Greg Gutfeld, the uh, the Fox contributor, I thought he had the best takeaway of the night <laughs> summary. He said, Kane is a bitey chihuahua, and Pence is a methodical St. Bernard who refuses to kick him. That, like, there is no better way to describe what happened on that debate stage last night. Because Kane just kept yipping, and Mike Pence would just sit there and shake his head, chuckle at him. And I saw some complaints. I love watching social media during the debates, especially Twitter, because you can follow pretty much any group of people and their train of thought by how you search hashtags and different things. And so it fascinates me. And there were a lot of people who were like, well, Pence, yeah, he's doing good, but he's avoiding the questions and he won't defend Trump. Well, that's really was very smart of him. Because if you saw the first debate, Donald Trump spent... The majority of the second half of the debate on the defense, and that played very, very poorly for him. And he ended up looking like the Tim Kaine of the first debate. But in this debate, Pence wouldn't take the bait. He would redirect. He would take the conversation where he wanted it to go. He knew every answer. I I thought Pence did just a really, really fantastic job, especially when it got to... Uh, as I hoped it would, the issue of, of faith in politics. And Tim Kaine's answer, in essence, was, uh, you know, sure, I have faith, but my faith sits in a box over here on this shelf, and it shouldn't be a part of of how I would govern or, or the decisions that I would make. Pence gets his turn, basically shares the gospel and explains how his faith drives his philosophy and his policy, or in essence, everything that he does. He offered a beautiful, compassionate, and compelling defense for the unborn in the process, too. Was 
really, I thought he did a fantastic, fantastic job last night. And um, it ended up, really, it ended up looking like Tim Kaine, he's ready to be Hillary's sidekick. Mike Pence is ready to be president. That's what I came away with. I think, um, just from what I saw on social media, for the most part, you know, as typical, if you like Pence or, or even Trump, you thought Mike Pence won. If you like Kane or Hillary, you thought Tim Kane won. But I think even um, Hillary supporters and those who don't like Donald Trump, the most objective approach to last night is to say that, that Mike Pence clearly was the victor. Because the presidential tone, it works in presidential debates. As shocking as it may be, it comes across well. You look like a professional. Interrupting and the defensive side, it doesn't work. It didn't work for Trump in the first debate, I didn't think. And it it definitely did not work for Tim Kaine last night. And by my own very, very incredibly scientific post-debate poll on Twitter, Mike Pence won with an overwhelming 100% of the vote from 405 votes that have been cast thus far. You too can participate in my very scientific post-debate Twitter poll if you go to my Twitter feed, at the Friddle. I should, however, point out that I have given three options for the winner uh, in this poll. The first would be Mike Pence, the second is Mike Pence, and the third option is also Mike Pence. Mike Pence number one has 72% in my poll, Mike Pence two has 17, and Mike Pence three has 11. So really, um, yes, I'll let you you think about that for a while, and perhaps you'll figure it out, perhaps you will not, or perhaps you'll go to my Twitter and look at it and see. It's at the Friddle on Twitter. Okay, we have to cut this segment short because Pastor Josh is already here. He's chomping at the bit. He wants to join us. So we are going to play a song, and then we will be back with Pastor Josh. This is one of my new favorites from the Chaborthev youth. These guys, I wish they had recorded more. I feel like they were one-hit wonders. I I enjoy their singing, but this is them with Testify to Love, Don't Go Away. This is the 200th episode of The Frittle Show. Welcome back. You're listening to The Frittle Show. This is KVXL 101.1 FM in Las Vegas. Pastor Josh Tice has returned to the studio. Welcome back, Pastor Josh. The Frittle Show. Bum, bum, bum. Yes. We can actually have you record a new intro for us if you wanted. Does that one sound good, the one I just did? The Frittle Show. It has promise. It does. Yeah. Well, I've been working on it since the last time I was here. Mm. I spent about three hours a day thinking through uh, wow. jingles for yes. different shows, not just the Frittle oh, Show, okay. uh, but uh, but also the Frittle Show. You know what? No. Crystal, you know what? <laughs> what? Crystal, do you know what? You know what's coming up? <laughs> what's coming up? It's only days away. Our our Harvest I'll, Fair? I was going to say Are you going to promo 9th. our churches? No, that's I love so, That's 9th. so fantastic. Look, here's the deal. Here's the deal. October 9th is the Community so, Harvest Fair. But before you tell us about it, and you I actually have wait. to talk into the microphone if you want to sound oh, better than Pastor you, Neil, because okay, he was in here the other day. Now? Yeah, there you go. Can you hear me now? Yes. By the way, can you hear me now was, was the whole Verizon guy. It was, and now he's on the Sprint commercials, he's on the sp- which is brilliant Have marketing. you seen this? Yes. <laughs> Whoever at Sprint went and hired this guy. Man, this is a great idea. Every really time I is. watch it now, I look at the guy and I think... If he switched to Sprint, why shouldn't I? Mm, I have Sprint. I've had Sprint for several years, actually. We have T-Mobile now. Oh. Do you know why? Because they have, like, something unlimited, something because awesome, we're cheap. something? Oh. No. 
We're cheap. It's the cheapest network. And whenever oh. they say on the commercials, we have the same um, broadbanded. It no, it's not it's true. Not true. <laughs> no. There is a place on top of a mountain near my home that mm. I, I can get three bars. But other than that. Anyway, going back to Community Harvest Fair. Yes. You know what I found out? And a lot of people don't know this. giving away free pumpkins? See, you, you already heard. I have heard. You're, they're giving I away have. free pumpkins mm-hmm. at Liberty Baptist Church on uh, October 9th. Now, now that's... Yes. that's that's, that's a, this coming Sunday. That's this Sunday, which means you have to show up and get yes. your free pumpkin. Yes, please do come. Because it, I actually had a dream about the pumpkins several nights ago. And what? it will, Stop. It will Hold hurt on. me personally if you don't come get a pumpkin. I got to hear about the dream. You had a dream about pumpkins? Yes, I went through a phase just mere days ago where I had a dream about church work every night of the week and one mm. of those nights was about pumpkins. And and yes. that and that's it. So it was a field was, of pumpkins. No, no, it was about the pumpkin delivery that we are getting. Yeah. And how I went personally to go pick them up, why I don't know. Yeah. With a very large truck and uh had three had the proper amount of pumpkins when I picked them up. Yeah. But somehow when we got here I didn't have the right amount of pumpkins, and, I, then I, and then I think I may have gotten fired, but I don't know. No, you didn't get fired. They oh. love you too much around here. I may, here, I may have woken up, here, so I don't know the ending. Can I tell you a story about pumpkins when I was a kid? Does it have something to do with you being in a pumpkin patch with a blue blanket waiting for the great pumpkin? Uh, yeah, that that's the one. That's the one? You heard about that? I have heard of that one. Okay, never mind. I won't tell oh. it. That was me. That was you? That was me. Was that really the story you were going to tell? Char- yeah, it was. Actually, oh. you right in. <laughs> Charles Schultz. Um, now, a lot of people don't know this. That's a documentary of my life. And a lot of people think wow. that's about Charlie Brown. It's not. It's all about Linus or Josh, which is the same name in different languages. Yes. That's my the story. The original Greek, probably. Latin. Latin. But yes. Um, mm. In reality, there, uh, there is a great pumpkin patch where I grew up. I waited out there all night. Mm. Um, here's the here's the here's the spoiler. There is no great pumpkin. Wait, wait, wait. Then if there's no great pumpkin, then the great pumpkin doesn't have reindeer. Can I tell you another story? Yes. Okay. When I was a kid. <laughs> can I tell you? Yes, can I tell ahead. you another story? Please do. All right. This story takes place a few months after, um, a few months after uh, harvest time, mm. and it's uh, it's. I like how delicately you put that for our. For, for our, our listening audience. audience. During, af- after harvest time, a few months later, um, there was a, an opportunity that we had uh, as, a, as a family um, to... Meaning uh, the Tice family. The Tice family. I'm part of the Tice family. Okay. I'm the second son of, of, of five children. Uh, David, Anna being our parents, and uh, then, then us as five. Anyway, uh, the story is, is a fantastic story if you want me to share it. Yes, I, I would love I'm it still now? waiting. Yeah, please. You want me to do it now because I'm, I could I'm wait. I'm really now on the edge of my I don't seat. Know. I, I don't know that I, I, feel, I, I feel uncomfortable now because I don't feel like the audience wants to hear. But. No, I believe they do. I want to hear. Just tell it to me. That's, we'll pretend no one else is listening. You can just tell me the story. It's fine. I don't think I can now. But I, your children might be listening. But if they're and they would be disappointed if Dad didn't tell the story. <sighs> All right. Here, here's the story. Do you want me to post harvest time? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> it was <laughs> the night before the night before Christmas. All Saints Eve. And <laughs> all through the house. Do you know? Have you? Have I told you this? Well, well I, I didn't realize that we were going to, to Christmas already, but that's... A few months after A few months uh, after harvest, harvest time. time. That is good. Not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. Mm. Now, the stockings, 
Were they hung? They were hung by the chimney with, with care. care. Oh. I feel like you're this mocking my story. I know this is a great story. I'm, I'm in hopes that St. Nicholas, Santa Claus for some, mm. uh, soon would be there. The children. Um, that would be you. My brother. Matt. My sisters. Charity, Faith, and Hope. Faith was visiting somebody at oh, the time. She were snug all Christmas. in their beds while visions of sugar plums. Um, it's what we used to call Hershey's chocolate. Okay, because I was going to say, does anyone really dream about sugar plums? Not I've always had a problem with that part of this story, because I think I've heard it before. You've heard this story? Yeah. Was it in a sermon that I preached? I think so. Danced in their heads. And Mama, in her kerchief, and I in my cap, had just settled our brains for a long winter nap. Now, that part of the story, I don't understand. <laughs> but it's always been part of the story. Well, there are... there are. When out from the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away... To the window I flew like a flash, tore wait, open wait, the shutters wait. and a threw rose, open the sash. Huh? A rose chuck it ladder? Uh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Have you not ever seen a rose chuck it ladder? Not yet. I don't even remember if that's actually how you pronounce it, but there I'm pretty are, sure it's something like that. No, they, they're available every year at Sears, but you have mm. to go during the time between harvest and uh, and um, All, All Saints Eve. Um <laughs> And, and Christmas? It goes on and on. It St. Uh, Nicholas II, uh, Sugar Plums, uh, Twinkling, I Heard the I'm Roof Prancing. I'm waiting to hear the part about you, though, in this story. Because you said it was a story about you and your family. Well, what happened next was, uh, well, here, here's what happened. I'm standing on yes. the roof with, okay. with the bag of toys. <laughs> and all of a Did sudden... you fall off the roof? You've got to stop interrupting my story. <laughs> all of a sudden... A man comes from outside and looks up, and I slip and I fall. I fall right off the roof. See, and I'm I fail. So glad, but this thank is goodness, like the backstory. Yeah, thanks. what happened to well, you? Well, thank goodness, inside my pocket, yes. there was a little card, because yes. I don't know if you know this. Um, I, I disappeared, but there was a little card but where inside. Where did you go, though? And it explained the Santa Claus. Yes. And then Tim Allen I'm picked up my with suit. That, but where, what happened to you, though? And went forward. What no happened one to knows me? what happened to you. That's, this is fascinating because yeah. I've always wondered yeah. well, what I, happened to you. I became Santa. a pastor in Las Vegas, <sighs> which is not always what happens to former Santa Clauses. A lot of times they do a lot of other things. Some are in Aruba. Yeah, or go on to do other shows like one Last is, Man Standing. Mm-hmm. One's mm. doing Last Man Standing, and others running for president. <laughs> so they're, they're all over former Santa Claus. I'm actually really glad that even though this has absolutely nothing to do with what we were talking about today, that you brought it up because I didn't tell you this before we started, but today what? is our 200th episode of the show. Actually, this is yes, the Fiddle Show. Bum bum bum. Yes, and because it's a special day, like for our hundredth episode, we had Sean Hannity on the show. What? Which. You're better, clearly, so that's why we had you no, today. No, 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 don't say that. Um, don't say it's that. It's all right. Now, he might never hear this. Now I'm, I'm weeping inside my heart. I feel, you're weeping? I am. Are you touched? I love Sean Hannity. I do, too. He's hey, a Sean, great if person. you're listening to me, All-American Hero right here. Yeah. He was going to actually join us again for this episode, yeah. but apparently there's this little that's thing really called an election going on, so <laughs> he wasn't able to be here, that's so we really had sad. you instead. So I'm here instead of But it's Sean okay Hannity. because... We won't tell him this either, but you yeah. actually yesterday just passed him as our most listened to episode on what? SoundCloud and iTunes. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. And well, I should have come with something prepared. So Christmas, E, because it's my 200th episode and this yeah. is my show, yes. and it is the harvest time, which yes. leads up to Christmas. It does. We're starting Christmas music today. No. Yes. 
Probably only like one song because otherwise. No, you got to build slow. You got to build slow. You can't start with all Christmas in October. Right. You so just we're going to do you, one song today. Yeah, you dip your toe in. That's right. Do you have a favorite Christmas song? I can play after our segment because that will be our one my, song of the My day. favorite Christmas song? Yes. Um, Please I love make it something that your dad will not fire me for simply playing. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Okay. Because the lyrics are so um, deep. Yes. And they, they really are. They go on and on and on. <laughs> Is and that Mariah? On. Is Mariah Carey? No, simply have it. Simply having yes, yes, I'm wonderful with the song. Christmas time. Yes. We'll, Simply we'll, <laughs> having wonderful Christmas time. It's really it's Josh Tice. The tree is up. The stockings hung. It's basically the story you Santa told, but Claus. with music. Lots of fun. Simply ha- the lyrics. See, this is the thing. A lot of people give the Beach Boys their due for mm. their incredible lyrical ability, yes. but very few people <laughs> talk about the song. Uh, and the lyrics found it. It's a wonderful Christmas time. So, um, I would say that song number one, and that then number, number two, um, uh, "Oh Come, Oh Come, Emmanuel." I like okay. that one. Actually, that's right. that's me being serious. That's you being serious. I All right, maybe much... we'll go with that one then. Well, there may even be a piano guys version of it that we can play. There you go. So we'll see. That'll be coming. So should we talk about um, jobs and hating jobs? Yeah. Um, yeah. See, this all began whenever I was having a conversation with Crystal and she was talking to me yes. about how much she hates her job. And it's I'm so factual. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true at all. Um, no, I, I actually love my job. You actually no. do love your job. And, and this, is, this is a good segue because we're going to get into this. There are parts of my job that I actually don't enjoy. Yes. There aren't very many of them. Yes. Quite honestly, I love almost every part of my job. But I have to file reports every mm. month. And yeah. these reports are incredibly tedious. Yeah. And I'm actually very good with Excel and reports, but I honestly, I hate them. I Don't hate like them so part. much. And I hate it even more when our, when our sound people in, the, in, the, in their round realms of sound kingdoms email me and say, hey, by the way, so those six months worth of reports that you filed, the government actually changed the rules. So you have to refile No, them. no, 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 no. So that, I, I'm, if our we're being really honest. Our government does yeah, that. Our, yeah, so apparently the rules changed, and I have to file them. And I'm like, hmm, I'm so blessed to, N- to have this opportunity. That's not a blessing. That's a curse. And So you're a pastor, <sighs> so you can say that? We don't. What? Yes, because they're not going to come after me. The government's never come after pastors. No, no we don't um, know that. Here's the thing that I think about jobs. Yes. Uh, the fact is, I, look, oftentimes you'll hear people talk about, um, you know, quit your job and follow your dream. Quit mm. your job. And fo- you, you find, do something you love to do with your life and, uh, and, and find somebody to pay you for it. Something like this, right? You just yes. you do whatever you want to do. And, the, and, and the part of that is true. You've got yes. to chase your dream. But at the same time, uh, there are aspects to every job that are, uh, that are not always easy to, you know, yeah. easy to swallow. And sometimes you, you can't follow your dream. Like, sometimes it just isn't going to happen. Like, I love football, but yeah. quite honestly, I'm never going to be an NFL player. I don't know. So, Crystal. I, I can't follow that dream. Crystal. It's impractical. Crystal, look. Yes. Believe in yourself. Okay. No, it's not going to happen. All right. No, look. Thank you. For <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Right. But there are aspects to every job that are good. There are aspects to every job that are bad. But here's the thing. If you absolutely hate your job, the question is, why are you doing it? 
Yeah. And you actually, you wrote about this. That's the real reason we're talking about this. JoshTice.com. Yeah. It's your latest blog post. Stop hating your job. Yeah. And it's, I think it's very relevant, especially in today's culture. Millennials, I think, do you qualify as a millennial? Did you make the cut? You know what's so funny? I used to when they first came out with millennial. And, and now you've been bumped? I've been bumped. No, millennial started, they said, in 1980. Yes. And now recently I've looked, and now they're saying 1982. Well, I was born in 1980. Where See, does that I'm leave me? Am I, am I, I don't a, know what you are. Am I, well, am I a, am I a cynical Gen Xer? Because they say they're cynical and hardworking. Hardworking, mm. I like. Cynical, I don't like. Am I a millennial, positive but lazy? I don't know. Maybe I'm both. <laughs> maybe you're, maybe you're somewhere in the middle. Maybe we need something for that 80 to 82. A millennial? Probably. That's a, a, mil- <laughs> a gen millennial. But millennials, I think, especially have a tendency to be like, yeah, I don't really like doing that, so I'm just not going to do it. In fact, I may do nothing. Maybe uh, I'll play video games for the rest of my life. Uh, I don't know. Uh, because like you said, we're, we're kind of, we, as a whole, we tend to be kind of lazy. Can't, you can't, can be. Can, can be. be. Can be. And Gen Xers tend to be uh, cynical. Pff, at least that's what I think. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> do you see what I just did, I did there? I see what you did there. Yeah. 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 But here's, here's the thing. I think life is too short to stay tied down to a weekly grind that makes, uh, makes you absolutely miserable. So if you hate your job... You'd better change your career, or here's the other option, change your attitude. Now, don't mm. get me wrong. I think every job, ministry, career will have its unpleasant tasks. I mean, sure. the movie star has to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning to put on makeup. What? But, yes. No, it's true. Even Spider-Man? Spider-Man, no. They just put on a suit. You know what? That's true. But the hobbits, they had to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning <sighs> just to put those feet on. Yeah. Um, right. And who wants to be a hobbit anyway, long term? Not me. Look what happens to the hobbits afterward. They don't make movies. No. Every part, every job. Uh, politicians, you think, wow, that's an incredible career. They have to beg people for money. Mm. What's that like? What's it like to be a billionaire who has to ask people for money? I, I We're not supposed know. to get political. I apologize. <laughs> it's okay. Because you're not a political person. No, not uh, at all. And, I, and I hate politics, I. actually. Here, here's the thing. Every job has parts of it that are not that attractive. Uh, but the fact is, y- this is that, that's not the main point. The main point is if changing your job is not going to happen then I suggest you change your perspective on your job. And I, I think that that's possible. So, yes, I think it is possible also. So I can enjoy doing these reports, even though I, I hate them. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I don't think that's what you, like, I don't have to enjoy it. And quite honestly, I'm never going to. But I can play Christmas music while I'm doing that right. and enjoy my job as a whole and not say, because I have to do this report, my entire job stinks. Because right, like, it doesn't. You've mentioned your job. Let me use my job for example. Sure. There, there are things that I love about my job. I get to prepare Bible sermons. I'm a pastor, so I get to prepare sermons. I get to counsel with people. But there's certain aspects of my job, like I do these radio interviews. Yes, <laughs> they, they it's are just very well. You troubling. know, I get nervous, mm. and I'm not a I'm not that comfortable. And so, like <laughs> the butterflies in my stomach just go off, and I'm just. But you know what? I I muscle through it. You understand? We're so I glad make that it. you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love this as well. Um, anyway, I did not leave you into a nice segue. No, there, it's okay. I? It's all right. You, you did good. But okay, so so there's things, uh, say my job, your job, which yeah. we don't like. But I think you were mostly kidding, at least on for for you. No, I'm, really, I wasn't kidding. I, yeah, but I am kidding. Yeah. You reach a point, I think, at least for you, yeah. where. There aren't so many of those things that you don't really, like, realistically. Is there a lot that you don't like about your job? Or have you reached a point where the things in your job that maybe you don't like, 
you have help. Help. Yeah, and I think that really should be the goal for most most men and women. I think in your career, you ought to be thinking, okay, there are aspects of my job that are difficult, but my goal is eventually get to the point where I can focus primarily on the things that I do well, mm-hmm. and uh, and help delegate and hire people yes. around me who can take care of the things that I don't do well. It's sure. it's typically not things that are just simply tedious and I hate because everybody would hate them. Sometimes it's um, I don't enjoy them because my personality type or my giftedness doesn't lead to that. That's why I think we need to, until such time, serve, become servants where mm. we are needed and then we thrive where we are gifted. I think that philosophy helps. So regardless of what your job is, there are gonna be aspects that you thrive in. Well, thrive and go forward there. And then until such time that you can hire help or bring somebody alongside of you to help, uh, it's important to serve. It's important to have the spirit of a servant's heart. So thrive where gifted, let's talk about that for a second. Um, That would mean that we would have to focus on the things that we're gifted in, correct? Like we can't, like. Here's my tendency. I know I have to do these reports. I know I hate doing these reports. Let me put these reports over here until I absolutely must do them rather than actually getting them done right now. So, But if I just leave them there for forever, then there's going to come a point where they become this mountainous thing that I must deal with. And now I can't focus on the things that I'm actually good at because I've put this aside for so long. That's true. I remember when we first started um, in our church, uh, we have now a larger staff and a lot of help. But early on it was just myself mm-hmm. and Heather was raising the babies at the time and she was able to help when she could but sure. man I was doing all sorts of things that I'm not necessarily thriving in and gifted in and uh, and it was it was tedious but the fact is somebody had to get them done so the way I went through it is I held my nose and I got those things done quickly and not well <laughs> but I got them done uh, as quickly as I possibly could but if I focused on where I I am gifted sure which for me, that's speaking, um, that's uh, preaching from the pulpit, that's the counseling aspect. I knew that our ministry would grow, um, and relatable for others would be their business or whatever or whatever job opportunity they have would grow to the point where they are bringing in enough to then um, yeah. validate a hire or validate a part-time employee that can come in and say, okay, at this point, um, I can then delegate a few of these responsibilities and others can come alongside and help, then that can allow you to focus even more so on what you're supposed to do. See, my, my thought is this. You don't want to be a jack-of-all-trades. A jack-of-all-trades is relatively good at a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I think one of, the, one of the benefits of what we're talking about is becoming extremely good at a few things. And yeah. if you become extremely valuable at a few things, then uh, then your stock goes way up. The other things that you must do, well, they can be given to others um, as uh, as as you have opportunity to bring them on beside you. And that 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 quote is so often misquoted. We say jack of all trades, master of none. But originally, it's jack of all trades, master of one. Like mm. there has to be something there you go. that you're good at, something that you have to prioritize. So is that. Is that how you prioritize? Is it just, here are the things that I'm good at, this is what I prioritize? Yes. Um, Well, if I have certain aspects of my job that I don't love, I think, okay, I need to be a servant. I need to get these things done quickly. Mm -hmm. Then I begin to say, okay, what are the most important things for my life? What are the most important things for my ministry right now or my my job? 
For me, that is my weekly Sunday morning sermon. That has to take preeminence. I have to put as much time in there as possible. From there, I'm able to focus on the other things. So prior to counseling with people and prior to um, uh, preparing a Sunday night Bible study or preparing my small group lesson or preparing uh, to uh, do something like this, I need to make sure I'm able to focus. Look, I don't get paid to write a blog. Um, I don't don't get get paid to come here. I don't get paid. (laughs) You ain't kidding. (laughs) Cricket, cricket, cricket. (laughs) I can talk to your dad about that, but we don't generally pay guests. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're not. Yes, I understand that. We're waiting to turn a profit, right? So um, when it comes to what I do, I want to be able to do those things, and Mm -hmm. I enjoy doing those things, but I've got to keep my focus on what and this sounds crass, especially when talking about ministry, but I need to focus on what I get paid to do. Yeah. And what I get paid to do is bring a solid Bible sermon that feeds the flock on Sunday morning. If I can get that up to 100%, then the rest of the weekend can focus on the other things. And uh, I do think that that priority has to be on where you're gifted. And I think, too, you said you have to do what you get paid to do. Some people, I think, honestly don't know. Like, they want to prioritize, they want to do well, but they're going, I don't know what I'm actually supposed to do. What would you say for those people? Is it just a matter of, hey, you need to talk with your boss, find out what it is that you're supposed to be prioritizing? Yeah, I think so. Um, Clarification with a direct supervisor. So there are going to be people that are listening that are um, maybe self-employed, right? Or people that are um, in a in a structure where they don't have a direct supervisor. That's when you need to sit down with yourself and, and, and begin to identify what is it that is actually bringing income into my life. Mm. And I need to increase that and focus upon that. Talk to your customers, talk to your clients, talk to your base, talk to you, those that are closest to you. What is it that I can do to increase my salary? When it comes to those within a structured organization, I think it's very wise to talk to your direct supervisor. I have so much, many responsibilities on my plate. What I want to know from you is my job description. Sure. I want to know what are the most important things that I need to be do- doing. And if I'm able to thrive in those areas. I, we, we recently had um, these conversations with a few of our staff members this past year, and there was some uh, unclarified job descriptions from me yeah. to them. And... Uh, uh, specifically, it was with with our youth pastor Steve, who's one of my dear friends, and he I was wondering. Steve. You know, Steve's Steve. a great guy. Yeah. yeah, he's an incredible guy, wonderful singer, wonderful with teenagers, and a great great uh, uh, pastor of souls. But there was clear there needed to be clarification uh, from me. Was his primary responsibility to fill up the uh, youth group on Wednesday nights, which now is turned to Sunday nights sure. at our church. Uh, pack that out? Is that his primary responsibility? Or is his primary responsibility to uh, create incredible guest experiences for special events? Mm. Um, Because both of those are major responsibilities. And it really took a lot of time for me to sit down and think through and for him to approach me and ask those questions and for me to be able to come back and say, though your title is youth pastor, what he's probably getting paid to do even more so is to create these incredible experiences from top to bottom. Sure. We have different experiences like Starting Point, men's, men's Fellowship, that kind of stuff. So why? Because as the leader of the organization, I see what is maybe perhaps bringing more value to the church as a mm. whole. Mm-hmm. And what all he needed is some clarification. Right. Now he's able to put most of his effort toward those things and less effort toward um, 
what what he's called, and that is the youth pastor. And we even talk percentages. We even talk specific percentage. How much percentage should I focus on this versus that? And I think whenever you're able to do that, you're able to thrive for where you're you're actually receiving a paycheck. Right, exactly. And some people, they might need that help and that direction to help them prioritize by knowing more specifically what their responsibilities are. So thanks for clarifying that. Uh, what I get paid to do is have awesome guests, which is why you're here. So hey, what? I'm, I'm prioritizing I'm right that. now. That felt really nice. Thank Did you that? very much. Yes. You're welcome. I like compliments. Oh, well, sometimes I give them. Well, I'm not, I was about to say something that I would refrain from saying because it had to do with politics, and we're not talking about politics. So. We can talk about politics if you want. Um, no, that's okay. I mean, good, unless I'm you not, want to. I'm not very political. Okay. <laughs> publicly. Okay, so we serve where we're needed. Yes. And we thrive where we're gifted. Sure. But here's another concept, okay. and that is rest is essential. Mm. Look, I, I found this in doing quite a bit of counseling. It might not be that you hate your job. It might be that you're just tired. Yeah. Sometimes we just <laughs> you might start dreaming about your job if you're too tired. <laughs> I don't worry about pumpkins in the middle of the night. Yes, mm-hmm. I know. It, it, it rest is essential, and I think we live in a society that um, sometimes devalues sleep, and definitely in a culture that encourages you not to sleep with constant programming yeah. going on all night. And whoa, so, whoa, whoa. Well, I, oh yeah, that's right. Except for this radio station, right. which we need you to listen to one hundred one point one twenty four twenty four hours a day. That's right. Seven. That's right. Days. Mostly it's for people that have to work through the night, the night shift guys. Of course, that's for the night for. shift guys. But, but yeah, otherwise, but you should otherwise be sleeping in the, eve- in, the, in the afternoons. No, I do think that that is one of the great aspects. If you're able to actually get the rest that you need, I think that that increases your ability to enjoy your daily life, which sure. includes your job. And the rest that you need, that's different for different people. Like, I have friends totally. that get by on five hours of sleep a night, and they're like Superman. I'm like... Hey, that's awesome. But they make fun of me, but I go to bed early because I get yep. up early. If I don't sleep eight hours at night, you just don't want to be around me, and I don't want to be around you. It's I am just... with you. I'm 100% a different person if I'm not getting seven to eight hours of sleep. And uh, I, you have to know yourself. And yeah. you have to not be guilted by sure. those who might need less sleep. You have to be able to get the rest that you need, I think, so that you can enjoy your job. Um, now, there's another side of that, and that is there are individuals who can become just simply lazy and they're not mm-hmm. pushing forward. But I, I don't think that that's um, the problem with our audience. No, oh, so you don't think it's a problem no, that I, I sleep eight I, hours a night? I think okay the, uh, no, I don't think that's a problem. And I think <laughs> our audience is the most hardworking, most dedicated, incredible yes. people yes. that ever have been on the face ever. of the planet in the Even greatest country that God created. Since the time of man. And that would be Joshua Tice. If you would like to write in his name for president, it's J-O-S-H-U-A. Yes, please, 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 because, <laughs> because that's what I need. <laughs> that's what I want. All right, so we've got, uh, we've got thriving where you're gifted. Yes. Rest being essential. Yes. Prioritizing. What are we missing? Are we missing anything when it comes to stop hating your job? No, I think I think that's that really is it. And and I I would just throw this out. I get the fact that we get into a position where we just need um, to stay in the we're, we're working right, and we have to stay in the the daily grind. But even if you are in a situation where you've got the bills to pay and you're in that situation, you don't have to stay constantly in a yeah. job or career the next few decades of your life. You can make a switch up. You can change it up. You can follow 
as I know as trite as it is, you can follow your dreams, but yeah. it's a it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of late nights, and uh, and I think that uh, people need to be able to realize that there are other opportunities out there. Yeah. Well, and you followed your dream. Sure. Yeah? Your dream was to be a pastor. I'm following my dream. Yes. I wanted to be on radio. Yeah. Had no idea it would be this way, but you know it's cool. And th- here's the thing: as you follow the dream, not everything always perfectly aligns as it goes. But what you do, right. especially if you're a follower of Christ, you watch as God begins to perfectly align where you need to be sure. at the right time. So I think this: I think God is the great dream giver. I think mm-hmm. that just as He did with Joseph, He begins to place in our hearts the direction we ought go—desires, dreams, and these type of things. Um, and so we ought cultivate that walk with God and we ought follow that dream. Why? Because our dream is our calling and our calling is our ministry. It's a it's a major theme that I talk about at our church. It's not simply the pastor in the pulpit, the missionary on the field, or the evangelist traveling that is a minist- is in ministry. Um, we are sure. all ministers. Well, how are we ministers? Because God places upon your heart to the dream of being a police officer, let's say. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that dream is a gift from God. That is your calling. And your calling is is your ministry. Whenever we see this, I think, uh, I, I think we take a greater value in what we do and what others do. Awesome. All right. Yeah, no, that's, that's an excellent summary. I love it. Don't hate your job. So here's what we're going to do. Yes. Because we only have a few minutes left until the end of the show. Only so a few rather more than just take a break and then come back and me talk for like two seconds and sure. then put on another song, we'll just finish, okay? Okay. So because it's the 200th episode, I'm going to give something away. I haven't decided what it is yet, but Whoa. your job is to figure out what people have to do to win what we're about to give away. Okay, all right. So, so go. to win this incredible prize that is un, not only unknown but unannounced. I this, have four books. We have four books. Oh, Should my Should we give goodness. them all away? Well, it's the 200th episode. It is. So we'll just we'll give them all away. I, I think there's really not a choice at this point. There's not because I just showed it to you, so now we have to. Now, now let me, let's walk through these books okay. because this is quite so a So we have, a, we have a, a New King James Version, mm-hmm. Apply the Word Study Bible. Very it's good. very cool. Very yep. in-depth. I have this version as well. It's been very helpful. Apply yeah. the Word Study Bible. So this Bible is not simply just a Bible that you're going to read as you hear a sermon. You're going to take this home, and you're going to get a lot of extra com- content that right. you're not going to know otherwise. So we've got maps, we've got graphs, charts, all kinds of stuff. We've got Beverly Lewis, The Wish, if you're into Amish fiction. Oh, Amish fiction is a huge... Huge bestseller in Las Vegas. Um, I'm not a big Amish fiction guy myself. (laughs) Oh. But I knew somebody one day in Pennsylvania who was. Mm. And Beverly Lewis has actually, and this is not a joke, from Bethany House, has produced, I think over three, four dozen yeah. uh, of these uh, novels. Is, and it really is an incredible She is the read. Amish fiction novelist. You've got, you've got some yeah. teenage girls. I think this would be fantastic. You have 40-year-old men are reading this, too. That's not true. All right, next Probably book. not recommended. This would be more of our 40-year-old men's category. Yeah. This is Davis Bunn wrote The Domino Effect. Ah, the Domino Another Effect. novel. Very good. I believe that one has to deal with uh, something with uh, the market, perhaps. I'm not sure. Haven't haven't looked at in depth there. But it's an incredible book. And if you get the book and you choose not to open it, that's okay. You can that is sell true. it you on can, eBay. I wasn't going to say it, but you're allowed because, you know, they, yeah. Anyway, last one is one of my favorite books, one I'm reading right now. It's Living Among Lions by David and Jason Benham. Yeah, you were telling really me good. this about this book off air. Um, it does look fantastic. These yes. are the same brothers who. Um, we could let you potentially win it. Hold on. But I would have to come up with a question for you to answer. Wait, employees? I'm, I'm, well, I guess I'm not technically You're not technically an employee. an employee. I always felt bad for the McDonald's employees who could not win the Monopoly. You know what I mean? Isn't that it's sad? A, employees are not eligible. What about, yeah. what? What, about, what about that is American to you? 
Now, look, I know we didn't no plan on talking about this, mm. Monopoly at McDonald's, but I think it's a discussion that not enough people are having. It's true. We could, we could, we'll we do could, a whole other show on we it. We could maybe. do a whole show on McDonald's Monopoly pieces. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm settled what, down. The other possibility is you could actually make friends with the McDonald's workers, and then if they were to win, they could give you their pieces, and you could like help them out that way. You could, you know, be like, when's your break? You come by. That'll never work, Mo. <laughs> That'll never work. <laughs> All right, so what did you say? I wasn't listening because I was grabbing I know, stuff. I was saying these four books. So this All is right. what we're going to do. What are we going to do? If you want to win these books. Yes. What you need to do. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Pause. Are we giving all four to the same person, or are we going to have four different winners? I, th- I think maybe we have four different winners. There's four different winners, because okay. this, right. is, this is the 200th it episode is. of it the It is. It is. So we give things away. So we give things away. So this is what we're going to do. We've yes. got these four different books. So this is what we're going to do. If you are th- one of the first four people okay. to contact <laughs> Matthew Tice. Ooh, I like where this is going. And say to him, your brother is so much cooler than you are. One of these books will be yours. Wow. Okay. Now, you can I, do this by text message. I love this. Email. Yes. Phone. Yes. Or send a card. Mmm, a card. But it has to get there before yeah, it has four to get there other before people. everybody else. So likely the card's not going to work. But it's okay because, you know what, this is Wednesday. Yes. So everyone is coming to church tonight. Uh-huh. That's prime opportunity because he will be here. It's perfect opportunity. Perfect opportunity. Again, but um, yeah. I have one difficulty uh-huh. with this. Yeah. Unless he's listening, which he may not be because sadly he doesn't often listen to this show. Uh-huh. How will we know who is the first four people to tell him? How we, we will know is Matthew will keep track. Here's why. Matthew's mind is like a steel trap. <laughs> What goes in doesn't come out. He is registering mm. right now much more than many of us are registering. Wow. He knows not only what's happening in his realm, but beyond his realm, in the peripheral. He yes. knows. So the moment huh. you say, your brother is so much cooler than you, he'll know exactly. Uh, and, and he'll register your name and all four immediately. Okay. All right. And then I will just check with him right. as to how many people let him know how cool you were. Right. And yeah. that is how we will determine the winners. Here's the, the my only problem this with is this. This is possibly scenario. our best contest ever. It is. Here's my only problem with this whole scenario is yes. that daily this is occurrence for Matt anyway. Oh, so how will we so know that this is connected to this radio mm. context? Because constantly he's hearing this. I understand. Uh, well, I'll, I'll ask him for anything post our end time of okay. the show today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'll just sense. be like, today. People okay. that tell you today. So it would, you'd have to tell him today for it to count. Yep. Otherwise, we won't have a way of knowing because he hears this so often, as you said. Yep. That would, that is, I'm so glad you thought of that. Well, I think all of our bases are covered. I think they are. Great. Happy 200th episode to all of you listening. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Pastor Josh. Always a pleasure. Yep, I'm, absolutely. I'm still, my mind reels with the thought of you sitting in a pumpkin patch. Yes. And I think it's cool because if you wanted yeah, to, you could come back on Sunday with your blankie and sit in our pumpkin patch. Yeah, I could. Hey, look, you know what's so exciting is October 9th. Yeah. Because October 9th, they're giving away pumpkins. We are. I don't know if you knew this, but they actually have free pony rides, petting zoos, uh, carnival activities, bounce houses. They're going to be yes. food trucks on yeah, property. Yeah, but the food trucks aren't free. I have to throw that disclaimer in there. Everything else is free. Everything else is Everything free. Everything else is free. I said this uh, yesterday's show. It's possibly the only time during this electoral what? season when someone will tell you that something is free and it's actually true. They're telling the truth. So yeah. what I'm saying is they you got to get here. You do. You've got to get here. You know, if yeah. I And yeah. if you come early enough, maybe they would see 
you with your blue blanket. You should show up at 9 o'clock and stay until 9 o'clock that night. Mm, now, yes. part of that time will be boring because nothing will be happening. That is true. But if so you come at 9.30 really, or 11.15. You'd want to come at 9.30 or 11.15. That's when and then we'll be done. We're actually doing our evening service early that day at 3 yeah. o'clock. So we'll be done probably by 5. It will be fantastic. This is it. You should join we us. We will see you there. We will. Be sure to tell well. Pastor Matt those magic words and you can win one of our fantastic four giveaways for our 200th episode this is the frittle show 101.1 fm experience liberty radio in las vegas we'll be back tomorrow with tara ross we're going to talk about the electoral college how we elect a president and then on friday we're going to give away her new children's book we elect a president the story of our electoral college so stay tuned thanks for being here we'll see you back here tomorrow morning